of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top of the page. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is also always featured at the top of the page. I am Annie, your apprentice sound engineer and podcast editor, proud member and perpetual cheerleader of the San Francisco chapter of Forever Young Adult, even though I haven't been in a minute. <laughs> Same. Um, I'm Britt, also from SFFYA sometimes. <laughs> and I'm Amanda, also from SFFYA. Yay. This month we are talking about How to Break a Boy, which is, I didn't see the author's name. Do either of you have it Lori written down? Lori DeVore, yes. I think. Lori DeVore? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's her first novel, right? I think so. So for those of you who don't know or would like to be reminded, we talk about the book as a meal and we divide it up into easily digestible portions. The first piece is always our amuse-bouche. Olivia's best friend has always been Adrian, mean girls ruling the school. Their bullying backfires when Olivia's brother dies. She catches Adrian sleeping with her boyfriend and embarks on a revenge fantasy crash and burn. Yeah. Our other cover takes. So this is when we ask our husbands, lovers, significant others to tell us what they think the book is about just by looking at the cover. And I talked to Jamal, who's my significant other, and he had very little to say. He just said, high school, chewing gum, girl stuff. My husband Garrett said it's about torture um, because of the title. And he's like, but I don't know what the gum has to do with it. Maybe they torture a boy by forcing him to chew old rock hard bubble gum. <laughs> And I said, do you think someone would really write a YA book about that? And he said, well, it's YA, so maybe. <laughs> and I was like, if by that you mean YA, you know, is so expanse that it covers all genres and styles and topics, then yes. <laughs> 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 and then I spent the next five minutes trying to explain the plot to him. And he's like, yeah, I don't. That was torture. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's Phil. And he said that. It looked like it was going to be about revenge, probably for somebody putting gum in someone else's hair. Oh, Garrett also said, I didn't even notice this on the cover until he pointed it out. He said, I don't know what the missing piece of gum symbolizes, because there's one part of the cover in the top left that has an empty gum wrapper. I didn't even notice it before. Hmm. So maybe it's like the missing bit of Olivia's soul. <laughs> right. Or Adrian's soul, or Adrian's who soul? is like a void. Yeah, well, she doesn't have a soul. soul except for wit. <laughs> This book should be called Soulless People Except for Wit. <laughs> right, but also what the fuck is wit thinking? That's actually one of the topics That's that I have on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our appetizer is grape salad, and I have here the death of a loved one trope and the confederate setting. So uh, starting off with no, like, imagination at all, we have the death of a loved one trope, which is a very standard trope in YA. In this one, it's Olivia's brother, who we never actually, like, really get to meet or interact with. She has some flashback stuff, kind of, but he's really just, like, a plot point. I'm kind of done with this trope. I mean... It's the brother and the dad. Oh, that's right, because the dad's gone, too. But I was just like, why why can't we just write a story for a story's sake? Why do we have to have this, like, dead loved one in order to have an impetus to write a story or, like, to have a character change? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely overdone, but I think one of the few things that I did like about this book is 
I don't think I've seen this trope where someone went so completely off the rails because of it. Like, they're like, I'm sad, or people don't understand, and blah, blah, blah. But she just went fucking nuts, and, like, that's real. I mean, what she did to people is a whole nother thing, but, like, that level of just acting out and not being able to handle it and not realizing that that's really where it comes from. Like, that was an interesting take on it because I haven't really seen that. When did she act out? What, what part are you talking about? When she's in her war with Adrian or with the girl at the party? Everything that she I did kind of came back to Ryan. The girl at the party was before or after her brother died. Where she... Oh, with the drinking. Where she, yeah, almost killed that girl through her bullying. I think that was after that the was after the okay, brother so that's that was her reacting to the brother and that was her being terrible i mean i think she's been terrible because she's been this mean girl forever but yeah. she's clearly like escalated to yeah. all of the things that happen yeah it was confusing yeah but i mean she even said like the one person in her life who knew the true her you know was gone all of a sudden so then she just became this like cloud of chaos and destruction <laughs> and again how is that attractive like I <laughs> it's, it's not well it's who is this written for because the girls who read books are maybe not the popular girl breaking people's lives apart <laughs> just for the fun of it just because they can <laughs> it's i don't know it's just i wondered who the target audience was i did too especially i mean because i i think i might be making this up but I believe this is her first novel and in the back she taught I like I read through the notes because I was like why is this happening like why is this novel something that needed to be written or people felt compelled to publish <laughs> sorry that's a I mean that's a pretty like dead-end take but like that's really how I felt and she was like yeah thanks for believing in the story and I'm like what story <laughs> are we believing in like what is the moral of this I mean, it's stories don't even have to have a moral. When I first read the back cover, I thought it was going to be like a Heather's by way of War of the Roses uh. kind of, you know, mean people doing bad things just for the sheer sake of seeing them get away with it. But there was too much emotional sensitivity, I feel like, to pull that kind of black comedy off. I didn't think it was funny. Was yeah, it supposed I to be? Was well, I, I hoped it was going to be from the <laughs> premise. Like, escalating war with your, like, evil best friend that runs the schools the queen right. bee i feel like that is definitely the direction <laughs> that you would be thinking it would go but it didn't go that way it wasn't funny i might have liked this book if i read it as an actual ya because i read to escape and in high school like i was like the quiet nerd weird girl so i loved reading books about like the popular girls and their antics and like what they do and their parties because like that was so not my life it was just like it was fantasy it was like a fascinating mm -hmm. glimpse into this life that I had nothing knew nothing about so I might have enjoyed this when I was a YA but as an adult I'm just like make it stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also how anyway we can get into that but I just <laughs> have so many questions I do want to talk about this confederate setting though because at the very beginning of the book she talks about like her small southern town mm -hmm. and all of these things and she describes all of this stuff but she never once mentions race like she not she doesn't talk about it at all and like the language of the setting is either implicit or explicitly racist but then she doesn't actually call it that or say anything and none of the characters have any sort of like description of their race at all 
So which means they're white. Which means they're all white. Exactly. Like we know this now that the absence of race is like now it's white. The default. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless oh, otherwise her best described. Friend mixed race. That it wasn't explicit. Okay. She had like golden skin. Like it was very much one of these things where like they described the hair and they described the golden skin, but they never said like what, why. Okay. You know, you were left to imply, and as and like the history of why in many novels is like the implication is that people are white and I think and and it as you mentioned there was so much emotion in it I'm just kind of done with books that call into question every little teenage action as a complicated emotional response but can't even address race or see it in its setting and characters like that clearly has something to do with these people and their lives and and how they live and yet it's like we can dissect everything else but we can't talk about that I'm like if you're not doing that now you're not writing a complete it's to me it's like you're not writing a complete story so again i was i don't know that i was wondering what you folks thought about that i feel like the author maybe thinks she can check off that box with claire because she's like a lesbian character faces some mild homophobia all right i've covered the (laughs) this is the south and there's minorities and people might not be too friendly toward them box next wow (laughs) so yeah i wasn't surprised to see like the lack of any mention of race it's just like oh okay Mm. we're just gonna pretend that everything's cool all right i thought at least with the like other side of the tracks we would get that's where the poor black people are but like (laughs) that wasn't even (laughs) it was like they have no and if they have no black people in their town you know and it's in the south like that means (laughs) very specifically they were kept from that town like but i mean if you're (laughs) this little girl who's so wrapped up in herself and her own problems and her own popularity it's unlikely that she's going to be thinking about anything that doesn't directly affect her that is true that's that's probably very true and we can't keep pretending that like we don't see color (laughs) (laughs) and i was like wow you you like completely set the book so that like it removed it entirely and i was like well you I guess you did that. (laughs) Okay, I have the main course as chipper burgers and pizza, frenemy revenge fantasy. And my question, like, I just have a lot of questions. So many questions. What is going on here? (laughs) What What is her best friend's problem? (laughs) Do we really believe Adrian is a person? No. I mean, she's literally like, you didn't tell me your problems, so I'm going to give you a lot more of them. Basically. It just... It seems so unreasonable and like sociopathic. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe <laughs> she was gonna definitely murder her by the end. Of the I book. mean, it was kind of going there. I usually check out library books on my Kindle, and um, I had it drilled into me by my high school English teachers to like take margin notes on your thoughts, which I hate writing in real books, but I will take notes upon notes on my Kindle. I have over a hundred notes. <laughs> on this book that are literally just my reactions to things and most of them are like WTF or like what are you doing or like you stupid bitch (laughs) or just like some (laughs) variation of that because like there's just so many terrible people who make terrible decisions and I even like some of them are just eye roll or white guy blinking gif or (laughs) you know just I had to get creative (laughs) well it just doesn't seem there operating reality and I guess I'm not a teenager so I'm removed from the situation but I felt like her threats were minimal the best friend's threats that she was keeping her in line with and making her break the boy or whatever she's like I'll tell your mom you know that your brother tried to call you the night of suicide so what (laughs) like what is that what is that how is that a threat 
I don't know. Like you're you're literally getting out of school very soon, right? Like how is this? I don't know. I really, um, I mean, Adrian didn't seem like a real person because like who does that? Who just like ruins people's lives and is like, but you still love me. You still need me. Like I don't know. It she, she just seemed like a caricature of like the mean girl. But Wit and Claire also just. Olivia spends the whole book like ruining their lives and their reaction is like not to be like I'm done with you forever but to be like it's okay I know there's a good person inside of you somewhere I'm going to encourage you to find that person like who what why would you stick around after all of the horrible things that she did I wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny that a book made me like the rich white guy who plays golf I know right sympathy for him (laughs) he really was the best character which is I was like oh leave that guy alone (laughs) (laughs) what's happening my world is crumbling (laughs) he really was like the only character that I didn't constantly want to strangle occasionally but he was the only one who called out Olivia on her shit but then he still fell for it so it's like is that any better I'm like, how damn attractive is this girl? Like, that all these people still want to hang out with her. Oh, my God. That's another thing. Sorry. <laughs> that's another thing that I, like, constantly took notes on. Every time she even was a little bit self-deprecating, she had to throw in, like, a humble brag. She's like, ugh, I'm just a pretty cheerleader who has nothing <laughs> else going for her. Or, like, I'm just a hot dumbass with skinny legs. And I'm just like, can you just pick one or the other? Like, why do you have to do this weird, like, I'm the worst, but look at me. Like... And uh, and her reaction to, like, when she was just like, so I will have sex with you if you'll go along with my scheme. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And she's like, you don't want to get with this? And, like, completely, there were some really, like, icky things with her ignoring, like, consent. Yeah. That I feel like also isn't addressed because it's a girl. Yeah. You know, so it's whatever. Same with, like, the, rela- the quote-unquote relationship between him and the teacher. It's like, because it's a female teacher and a male student, it's... Uh, the double standards just oh i don't like this book so much sometimes (laughs) in contemporaries i get the feeling that they're not trying to write books so much as they're trying to write john hughes movies Mm. you know Mm. like there's not a lot of thought put into the characters or the struggles it's just the scenes they can see the scenes in their head they can see the pretty australian actors that are going to play them you know like i don't know that's sort of the impression that I got from this book there was no I was really hoping for like a biting satire and I didn't find it or maybe it was just my expectations were mismanaged I don't know well I was so mad there's no fucking gum in the book (laughs) 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 like I still can't I still have like issues with like the the cover advertises me the thing and then it's not in the thing and I'm just like why are you advertising me with this this is false advertising (laughs) 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 yeah but like all of the stuff like, why does she keep going along with it? I don't understand really what's so compelling to. with Adrian at all. And, like, that whole scene in the cheerleader office locker room, do we really believe Adrian got the coach fired? And then why was she knifing the tire and telling on wit? Like, all of it was so far beyond my experience. Like, either as a young person, be like, s- in my own friend group or seeing other friend groups. Like, I never saw any, never saw anyone get on someone's car and beat the shit out of the glass with a baseball bat i've never seen that <laughs> in my life so it was like the angela bassett moment of this book <laughs> she's just like it didn't deserve it what 
was happening? I and then at the end of the book, she comes to like this grand realization where she's just like, I can just walk away. I can just say no. I can just not do all the things Adrian's trying to make me do. And it's like, so we didn't need this book then, because like if you had realized that, you know, before it was like eighty-five percent in, it's you've never had to say yes. You've never had to go along with it. It's just it wasn't. It was really anticlimactic because it's like that's the big realization. Like I knew that from page one. <laughs> like, yeah. Next. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, none of the relationships, I agree, none of the relationships were healthy. I did like the mom. I liked the mom. The mom seemed real as far as, like, any of the people in this book go, where, like, she was really fucked up after the dad died. She was more fucked up after her son died and, like, kind of withdrew rather than trying to get to know her daughter and what she was going through. And I love that, even though Olivia did all the horrible things, I love that the mom um just came through for her at the end and was like you're my kid and i support you and here's what we're gonna do and you know i was like all right that's cool the other thing that bothered me that is that she found it so easy to just like get her grades up and score well on the test after not i was like what is school that easy like (laughs) (laughs) also i didn't know that um an alternative to expulsion is taking online classes and then just graduating with everyone else. Like, that's what the principal, that was the plan at the end of the book, was like, well, I want to expel you, but you can just take the online classes. You Do they have online classes for high school now? <laughs> you're, you're the one who most recently went to high school. <laughs> so you have to tell us. That's a good one. It's been a long time since I was in high school. <laughs> Me too. So, uh, yeah, no, that just... I assume weird. they have online everything, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that would have been an option in my school. Like I took a typing class, so I don't know. A long time ago. <laughs> we, d- we didn't have the internet. I didn't have an email address until I went to college. <laughs> like I didn't have one that had my name on it until I went to college. <laughs> 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 Ready to move on to dessert? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I have cookie dough and Mike at night. This is actually my favorite part of the book. I felt like none of this... None of the characters were real people, but um, and the everyone basically had mother issues, and that stood in as reason for feelings. But I did like the concept of Mike at night. That was like the only piece that was even somewhat intriguing, and mm-hmm. and yet we still don't like get it to come through the whole book. That mm. felt real. I used to, there was a radio station from Akron, the metropolis of Akron, when I was growing up in my farm town in Ohio. That if you went just to a point north of town, you could get it, and it had the coolest band you've ever heard of like before i got all my alternative taste and i would drive up there to listen to it so that felt really real that's awesome that's a really nice personal connection i mean i could see people doing that in a small town i was just like i would have liked to have more of that like poignant moments of just like taking yourself out of it rather than like throwing herself into the chaos you know like at the end when she went to the church to watch the sunrise exactly at the point and the light hits the windows i was like all right this is, I don't know, I could picture that. I could picture the Mike at Night thing. It seemed like it could be from like an indie movie or something like that. But yeah, the rest of it was just like, what's happening? <laughs> it didn't make a hole for me. The drinks are coffee and Jack Daniels and what the fuck is it thinking? <laughs> <laughs> My, I like, we've talked about this, especially with the consent, but I really feel like this book encouraged forgiving toxic relationships as, well, that's high school. Mm -hmm. And I really want us to encourage to ask better for ourselves and Mm -hmm. especially young people. Like you do not have to let people manipulate you. You do not need to be in a violently toxic relationship with a best friend, even if you've been their bestie forever. Mm -hmm. If they're cruel to you, drop them. And love is not 
forcing your pain on somebody else and forcing them to like forgive you that's not love so I don't know that was very frustrating for me I'm like I've seen a lot of books where like the relationships are either consent issues or toxic or just like not I mean I know they're teenagers but like we can still ask for better and like give better examples on like how to grow out of that rather than just be like oh yeah totally just destroy each other and then graduate and go to college somewhere far away <laughs> like that shouldn't be the answer <laughs> did anyone learn anything from this because wit still wants to be with her claire still wants to be adrian's friend claire was like you know just so you know i know you and adrian are like having a thing i'm still gonna be friends with adrian if that's cool with you she's safe she's like stable i'm like she's the one who outed you right. she's the one who sent those texts outing you to the whole fucking school She's safe and stable? Like, what? Yeah, Claire's patience was, like, preternatural. Like, it was too much. didn't track. Yeah. There's <laughs> not a lot of humans in the book. <laughs> like, a lot of cardboard cutouts of various feelings for the main character to react against, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I really didn't like it. And then I was, like, super mad that it got picked. Because <laughs> I was like, can't we, can't we pick stuff with like that's, like, higher quality? I don't know. I don't know what the attraction is for that story and maybe again we all spoke earlier about like contemporary is not our thing like i'll read something that's well well written and good and has interesting characters i just like this was not it for me at all Mm -hmm. i also don't think we should be encouraged like i would not give that to a young person oh no Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) unless it's like here's a manual of everything to avoid and to not do this is why you shouldn't be popular (laughs) (laughs) look at the pitfalls and avoid them (laughs) be a drama kid (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to say on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be done. Oh, <laughs> Let's <me> move on. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Oh, don't you forget it's big as we're getting this town's too small to be me. Yeah,